<clears throat> hear ye, hear ye, the dishonorable widow Abigail will now speak. Attention all weirdos, losers, rednecks, white trash, aliens, outcasts, outliers, sluts, whores, gangsters, thugs, poors, and anyone else who the world and society don't care about. I have a podcast for you. Come join me at the Manic Pixie Weirdo where we talk about all the different kinds of relationships we have in our lives. From movies to math and suicide hotlines to sex. Join us every Saturday for a new episode featuring yours truly and other smarter folk. We need you and we want you with us. So come join us at the Manic Pixie Weirdo, where we accept, respect, and value you. Listen on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh yeah, be kind and stay weird. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Remember, the rebellion will be televised. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Hello, everybody, and hello, Brad. Brad, it's like it's 2019 again. Glad oh, to, yeah. Glad the to have you. Back, baby. Yes. The thrill is Glad back. to have you. Glad to have you. Uh, what's up, friends in the chat? We got people slowly coming in. Semperfied Danny. Hello, Lunar Girl. Kelly, how's it going? Um, we have a um, we have a, a really cool show tonight. We're going to talk about uh, some stuff that uh, just came out. Um, Brad, you have always said that it is such a good time to be a nerd. Isn't that right? You still feel that way? Yeah. I mean, you guys can take all your uh, overload and shove it. Uh, I'll take all the the geek stuff. Uh, You guys can complain about it later. Uh, We got comic book shows coming out. We got Star Wars coming out. Yeah. We got Stranger Things coming out. Uh, There's all kinds of celebrations going on right now. Conventions all over the place. Absolutely. You know, know, a lot of the uh, restrictions are are getting lessened right now so people can be themselves again. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's, it's a real good time to be a geek, to celebrate who we are. It definitely is. And uh, I heard uh, on another one of our Red 5 podcasts that May is the uh, is probably the month, uh, the best month to be a geek. You just mentioned celebration. We've got Star Wars celebration coming up real soon. Um, uh, single digits, isn't that correct? Yep. Uh, so we got Star Wars Celebration coming up this week. Um, obviously, May 25th, the actual Star Wars Day, as you and I say. So we, we got Absolutely. some big stuff coming up on May 25th as well. Yeah, I'm very excited for May 25th uh, for obvious reasons. Um, I'm going to be wearing my May 25th, 1977 T-shirt. That's that's one, right? And uh, I'm also going to uh, well, we we have a uh, a special interview that we did uh, a couple of weeks ago that I'm very excited to uh, to drop. Uh, it'll be uh, live, but it'll be well, it'll be presented live, but we pre-recorded. It's <laughs> it'll be live, live three weeks later. Three, three weeks later. But um, we have uh, Jimmy Mack from Rebel uh, Rebel Force Radio and uh, fellow Chicagoan. Uh, he's uh, 
you know, he's been uh, attending uh, every year the Scarif Cons when we have them here in Chicago. Obviously, we're both local. Uh, so it's very exciting. We're going to talk about being fans, but we have uh, there's a certain generational thing. Um, I was just uh, kind of uh, scrolling through that interview and he does come up with some very interesting topics and uh, really can't wait to uh, to share that. Uh, I'll tell you what, you uh, Chicagoans, is that the right word? Uh, y'all yeah, can yeah. Uh, y'all can talk now. I mean, well, I just I just kind of sat back and, and relaxed and let you two talk it out. And I got well, a question got, in every yeah. about 23 and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, you got to remember that. Uh, yeah, you got to remember that Jimmy Mack comes from the radio yep. uh, radio world, um, and I come from the television world we, yeah. we like to talk yada 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 so uh it's a little uh marriage made in heaven there but yeah. uh very nice so may 25th we got that going on we also have uh we've got two scarif lives so the the uh the, the later one is the jimmy mack interview but then uh, a couple of hours before that um we are going to be uh talking star wars on may 25th with uh with uh with the wikipedia people I don't know who's coming. <laughs> Some bot. I think it's going to be a bot. Uh, we're going to be discussing, uh, or I guess a droid in this case. So uh, Ro texted me the other day. He's like, uh, is this a big deal? This uh, Wikipedia? They said, hey, let's uh, come on the show. Or uh, I guess uh, some of our followers uh, recommended that they come on Scarif. Yeah. Like, uh, so I, I about, you know, jumped out of my shoes because, I mean, that is, if you search for anything Star Wars related on the Internet, uh, on Google or whichever search engine, Wikipedia is going to be the page that pops up first for that. Uh, and they've been they've been doing it for quite a while. Um, and it, they they do a lot of work keeping that thing updated um, with, you know, because there's so much canon out there. So they have a section for both canon and for for legends. Um, and uh, they do their best to keep that thing as updated as possible. Uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that that conversation with whomever it is whoever shows day. up. Absolutely, yeah. yeah May 25th, uh, we've got a couple of things uh, brewing uh, for the evening. I think um, I don't know if you're available, but I, I'd like to do some, um, you know, some maybe some Twitter lives just to kind of uh, keep the spirit, the momentum going. Um, but speaking of spirits and momentums going, we have, uh, Blake from Dork Wars podcast backstage. We love to have our friends come on and, uh, chat, uh, nerd stuff, but let's bring him on. I want to talk a little news, uh, with him and, uh, he can lend, uh, lend us a, a comment or two. Um, Blake, my friend, how are you doing good, man? And I don't only get two comments, right? Just two. I don't know. Uh, more than <laughs> you go to war, Balake? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it never gets old. Never gets old. Never, never gets old. So how are you guys tonight? Fantastic. Thanks for joining us. Of course, a good day. of course. Also uh joining us uh as always, Dave, thank you for showing up in the chat. You know, we greatly appreciate you tuning in from across the pond. Uh also Tina, we uh thank you for being in the chat. Um thank you guys for spending your Saturday night with us. Uh I don't think we'd have it any other way. We have such a great conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's, uh, before we get into this main, uh, topic, I just want to talk to you a little bit, uh, talk to you guys a little bit about some nerd news. Um, Blake, a little while ago, Brad and I were talking about how wonderful it is to be nerds this very month of May. Um, we got celebration right around the corner. We've got Kenobi. It is here, brother. Kenobi is here. No, 
It's right T-minus there. T-minus what? Smell it. Six days. Yeah, that absolutely. But uh, we got some other news brewing. We've got uh, some other st- things coming. Uh, Stranger Things is coming. Are you a big Stranger Things fan? Oh, I've loved Stranger Things since it came out, man. Just I wasn't born in the eighties, but like I can feel the nostalgia, even though I'm not from that time. Neither were we, for the record. Uh, So I mean, I wasn't born in the eighties, but I lived it. Yeah. What's your favorite season? What's your favorite season of Stranger Things? Oh, see, they got to be the the first or the second for sure. It it may have to be the first. Yeah. Well, the it was okay. It was it was it was great. It was still great television. Yeah. But that first season was just out of this world. It was unexpected, and I think that's how a lot of these shows that that do so well. It's the first season's what grabs you. I mean, it, yeah. it really is. At least for me, most of the time. But I don't I don't think they've. I know that second season was pretty good too. But I really enjoyed that first season. Did you see the uh, see the trailer for for season four? It looks like it's gonna be pretty. Uh... It's gonna get out there. Uh, I think it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be dark as well. Mm, um, yeah. Are you? Uh, have you ever played uh, Dungeons and Dragons? Here's where you really reveal your nerd card. If, if you oh no. Oh no. You, I have. Oh yeah. I so have. I've had. Bro, you played? I've played Dungeons and Dragons uh, in in my high school years. Yeah, we had a. Oh, when it first came a, out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, Brad. <laughs> Well, there's a there's a few of us dorks on Dork Wars who play quite regularly. There was a session last night with two of our dorks, uh, Diedrich and Andrew. I I have not gotten into the D and D. When I was growing up, I didn't really like. I, it's just I didn't have anyone around that did it, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now that I would, you know, have people around that do do it, I don't have the time. <laughs> so I would yeah. love to get involved and do some. But so, uh, here, here's my yet. issue, and then we we've talked about this in the past, like with Star Wars, you know. We used to be the not cool kids, you know, for liking Star Wars. And we had our own little, you know, circle of friends, which was family to us. And, you know, right. uh, D&D was kind of that last, uh, you know, bastion of nerddom. Um, <laughs> but now it's, for all intents and purposes, kind of mainstream as well. So I'm a little pissed about that. We were doing this. We were doing this shit uh, way right. before it was popular, right before it was cool to do it. Yeah, and now, now you know, now. with uh, Critical Role and all these other, de- uh, you know, uh, YouTube shows, I mean, it's it's mainstream now. Look, I want to. I use the term rolling at twenty, and there you I've go. Never, I've never even rolled one. Never even. That's rolled hilarious. One. It's, it's a great feeling when you do. Let me tell you. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, our friend Amanda, Amanda Lorian. She's watching us on her big screen on her new big oh screen. God. So everybody wave, woohoo, Amanda! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so I've never much. Never been a television that. star before. I know. <laughs> oh, Amanda, do me a favor. Why don't you screenshot a shot of us and then post it and then tag us? Um, yeah. We would love to see your big screen. Um, I don't know if we want to do something silly or I know the um, the inside the booth guys do this little heart thing or a butterfly. I don't know what the hell they do, but um, let's all wave to the bottom Amanda. Of the heart, so. Yeah, let's wave to Amanda. Woo! I got to get on camera. I don't. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Awesome. All right. All right. Uh, we got some people coming in. Megan is here. Hello there, Megan. Um, quick announcement. 
Uh, she has been gearing up and uh, getting prepared for Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, and I am really excited. Uh, she's going to be our boots on the ground at Star Wars Celebration. She is uh, ready, uh, ready to go and equipped with all the necessary accoutrements uh, to provide um, not only us, but I think uh, whoever wants it in the Red Five to to have some interviews, to to talk to people uh on the floor and uh i'm gonna we're gonna try to do a couple of shows uh live um and uh include some of those interviews um with uh, also with i Megan. want her to take as many pictures with cosplayers as possible and see yes. how much see how much yeah. of the star wars universe she can get on camera with that would be awesome yeah we we had a soft run of that on a uh, dork wars uh, a couple i think on may 4th uh row was on and Man, I tell you what, those uh those cosplayers were a little shy out there. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, I'm camera shy. I'm like, are you serious? That's <laughs> weird. Yeah, we got Joker voice in the chat last week. We uh, was it last week? We chatted with him yeah. on camera. Uh, Moon Knight. We had a little Moon Knight discussion. Joker voice. Thank you very much for stopping by. We can't all and, love uh, uh, Moon Knight as much as Joker voice, but we yeah. enjoyed it. We can uh, we can do it in uh, stages. Uh, Kimberly is in there. Kim, um, so glad that you are feeling better. Uh, let's see who else Ooh. is in there. We got a lot of uh, folks. Dragon Thank you guys buddy. for Dragon Buddies in there. Awesome. Um, what other news? Uh, oh, did you guys hear that uh, Disney Plus is actually going to pull the trigger and uh, produce a new Daredevil series? What do you think of that? Sure. Uh, I, I never, I never watched the last one. I mean, so, I mean, uh, Ben Affleck ruined it for me. Um, not, not his fault. That was the writers oh, and the man. directors. And the new series I mean, erases all that I, I from, mean, I, from, from existence I, yeah. and from your mind. I, I always just thought that Matt Murdoch was one of the most boring Marvel characters. Um, <laughs> except for like Kevin Smith did a good run on, on daredevil. There's a, there's a couple good runs of daredevil, but, you know, I couldn't care less about the character myself. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm interested. Okay. Uh, I like that's the, a, uh, the grittier Netflix series. Yeah. yeah. I like the grittier Netflix series. Um, and it's the, it's the same actors, right? I think. Supposedly, yeah. Visitors. Yeah. Now that uh, he yeah. was introduced in Spider-Man No Way Home, um, the door has the floodgates are open to include them. And um, I really enjoyed the uh, Netflix Daredevil series. Um, one of the top, you know, top rated um, streaming shows on Netflix for, for the Marvel uh, Marvel area. Uh, some of them didn't hit as well as Daredevil did. Uh, we had uh, The Punisher, which also was gritty. You know, one of the things you said that uh, it's great to have something gritty on Disney Plus, but I'm wondering... Wondering how they're going to do it. Um, Daredevil got really gritty and bloody. Obviously, Punisher did as well. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're going to go that route, but it would be interesting to see, you know, and I guess we will find out um, how much Disney Plus is going to push the envelope. And of course, I think there are parental controls on Disney Plus. I accidentally set them up, and every time I every time I go, <laughs> I have to tight, I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah we'll, the same we'll, thing, s- Rue. we'll see. Um, <laughs> voices, as always, looking forward to Disney Plus content. <laughs> <laughs> well, my only question about this is: is it a continuation 
of right. the uh, Netflix series or is it its own thing? I don't, I don't know, but I'm hoping it's a continuation. Uh, we don't want to start from scratch all, you know, again, uh, just to yeah, give us, just keep it, just keep it going. Just keep it going. Um, and, uh, speaking of keeping it going, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have a segue for keeping it going, but I just wanted to get to the keep next going past the Skywalker saga. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, keep it going past the Skywalker saga. So we're we're gonna touch a little bit about that, but before that, I want to uh, uh, make sure that folks, you know, we're talking about festivals and geeking out uh, this July, July twenty third. A whole bunch of us from the Red Five Network, uh, we're gonna be in Chicago uh, for ScarifCon twenty twenty two, the uh, fourth annual get together fan meetup. Red Five Network, uh, we're all gonna be there. Um, at uh, Murray's Caddyshack in Rosemont, uh, along with our friend uh, Dominic Pace. And I just want to show you guys, um, he is obviously promoting his first licensed product of uh How come everybody's getting those things but me? What the crap? You got, got one, one Jimmy Mack got one? Where, where, where the, Look at that. Where the hell is mine? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, that's amazing. And um, yeah, we're going to put some alcohol in there for sure. (laughs) But yeah, that's what it's for, man. (laughs) But yeah, um, he'll have a couple of these available for purchase. He'll be able to sign them and hang out at, uh, I almost said Alley Cats. The last three years we've had it at Alley Cats, but uh, this time it's Murray's Caddyshack Restaurant in Rosemont, Illinois, July 23rd. We're going to be having kind of a red carpet live event uh, podcast from, I think, from 2 to 5 or whenever we end. Um, and uh, we're going to have drinks and food and hang out with fans. The 501st are going to be there. Um, a lot of red fivers are going to travel to uh, to Chicago to be there. We're just kind of a fun, fun time. There will be a red five house. So uh, sponsored by Jedi Temple Archives and Conversations. Uh, we're going to hang out there in our own house. There's yep. There's going to be a red five like house permanently. No, no, not permanently. That sounds, Dude, that sounds, that sounds like an MTV show. Honestly, like the real yeah. world, except, you know, when red five stop getting, you know, start, stop being polite. Rob That'd is be going amazing. to uh, Rob is going to be uh, on his uh, best behavior. He's going to be doing some special TikTok Rob doesn't dances. have a best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So Megan, not only do you need to wear your ScarifCon shirt to celebration, you need to go with all the stickers for all the Red Five <laughs> shows, and everybody better get at least eight stickers from from all the Red Five shows. That's right. And it's going to be a fun time. Um, there's a lot of cool little shops and events in and around that area. Um, there's uh, all sorts of stuff uh, that, uh, you know, that we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, bring your Dramamine because we're not going to sleep. What? Is that? That's oh, not I think Dramamine makes you drowsy, I think. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't do drugs. Stay stay away from drugs. Kid. Another little sacrifice can't fix. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. That, that seemed a little too on the nose. There. Like you trying to convince everybody you're not doing drugs. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, oh, Amanda's here. What's up, Amanda? Did did uh, I hope you saw us? Give you give you a little shout out in the. But you got that picture. Yeah. And uh, who else is in there? Anyways. Um, 
All right. Um, main topic. So uh, did you guys read the Vanity Fair article? I did. Why are those articles so damn long? Get to the point. <laughs> You know, it's it's interesting. I, I like that they were long. I didn't. I actually, I, yeah, I actually didn't think it was going to be that long. But I kept on reading, and I'm like, they're they're still talking. They're still talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were some of the biggest points? Um, I'll start with Brad. What are some of the biggest tidbits or aha moments that uh, that you took away from the article? Uh, that people will cry about anything and everything. <laughs> uh, somebody <laughs> states the obvious, and everybody loses their shit over it. Um, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll get into it more. I didn't, I didn't think it was nearly as controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good to see that they, you know, uh, once again mentioned, uh, that the, the road squadron movie, which I'm still praying they don't jack up completely because mm-hmm. I'm feeling they are, um, contrary to what they, they've said. Um, Looks like Ahsoka is coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's a pushback from before. Um, it's not like yeah, you got pushback. I can't keep up here. Yeah, I can't uh, keep the dates straight anymore. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into to what uh, KK was uh, said said in there. I don't think it was nearly as I don't I don't see why people lost their shit over that. We talked about it the other day over text, um, but uh, um, yeah. I, I didn't think there was any huge. I mean, it was it was the schedule of upcoming shows and stuff like that. But I didn't think there was any huge takeaways from it personally. Well, I think some of the biggest takeaways were um, how people interpreted uh, Kathleen Kennedy's quotes regarding uh, Solo, and uh, obviously there was uh, mention of Ryan Johnson's trilogy that uh, she yeah. used the word backburned, and um, you know, obviously people are are jumping all over that. But um, anytime Ryan no. Johnson and Backburned are using the same sentence, I'm <laughs> I'm okay with <laughs> Backburned. But yeah, uh, Blake, what do you think? What were some of the big uh, takeaways for you? Well, I mean, if you look just right here, and you can see a partial photo of Ahsoka, uh, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, Obi Wan, and you cut out Andor, which is fine. Um, but I mean, they look like they're going to drop the hottest mixtape in the galaxy oh, yeah, far, far away. It's gonna be like, lit. I'm telling you what, man. Um, and just that title, the rebellion on TV, we're, we're going to mm-hmm. get this whole fleshed out, um, story. And I, I think it's funny that he used rebellion and then put, um, the Mandalorian on the cover and Ahsoka because <laughs> those two shows are not going to take place during the rebellion very much. I don't think, but, um, yeah, I think I think the, the the cover was really cool. But as far as the content of the article, um, you have uh, Kathleen Kennedy pretty much saying like, "Yeah, that that sequel trilogy just kind of went around in circles." Like I, I think it's funny that they kind of I don't know if it was Vanity Fair that insinuated this or whatever, but it seems like they kind of backpedaled on a sequel trilogy, which is something that they have been hot for not doing you know they've just been like no it was great it was great stuff and and we're going to continue it blah 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 and i do think they're going to continue it but they they did kind of admit hey we had jj come in and do the first one it was a good solid film we went to the next one with ryan johnson he took it a whole different direction and then the article says that it u-turned it u-turned to uh 
to the uh, Rise of Skywalker where JJ took the reins late in the game mm-hmm. and pretty much just undid everything from the second movie. So we, we got a confirmation of that. Um, like you guys said, the Ryan Johnson backburner comment was um was gold, I guess. Um, I'd kind of figured it. it. What this article really did was confirm a lot of suspicions and rumors, I think. It really kind of just came out and said, look, this is what we're all thinking and feeling. And you guys are right. We're Ryan Johnson's not doing his thing anymore. Rogue Squadron's <laughs> far off in the future. We're going to hope to get to it. And here's our shows coming out. Obi-Wan and or the Mandalorian season three in Ahsoka. That's that's kind of what I got out of this article. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, people in the chat uh, really excited about Andor. And uh, that uh, that gives me goosebumps. I'm very happy about that. I think out of all these shows and obviously, you know, we've got some uh, some major players here that look fantastic, by the way. Look at Vader. Oh, yeah. oh, holy <laughs> snaps. Uh, you know, and someone mentioned, uh, Mon Mothma in the, I mean, uh, I always forget her name, her name's in the article. Um, but she's just, you know, she's an incredible actress. She's an incredible, uh, voice actress as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's going to do a great job, especially they said they were going to parallel her story because she never gets as, uh, enough attention as well. And, you know, if in, in the literature, unfortunately, the only, uh, books that cover anything with, uh, Mon Mothma or the after, uh, what is it? The, the freaking Chuck Wendig's aftermath series. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. and so, uh, she doesn't get nearly enough credit for what she did for the rebellion. So I hope it uh, really shows, you know, her, um, number one, I wish we've talked about this before. I wish they had never deleted those scenes from episode three, uh, where they, yeah. somebody said, really that, what if we see them? The birth of the rebellion. That would be, yeah. oh, you know, I mean, they, I mean, Mandalorian, oh, we're going to have some back to flashbacks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about being gritty earlier. If this show, if Andor is not gritty, I think it's going to fall flat. Um, yeah. Based off what Cassian said to Jen Erso in Rogue One, talking about the, the shit that they did, uh, saboteurs, yeah. assassins, you know, based mm-hmm. off that comment to her. Uh, if this show is not gritty, I mean, Rogue One was gritty in that we actually see somebody from the Rebellion shoot somebody in cold blood you know, right. at the very beginning of the movie, yeah. which was I Cassian. Know. That set um, the stage for a lot so, of... Yeah, uh, so if uh, if this show is not gritty, then it's definitely going to fall flat, I think. The uh, production designer for Chernobyl... Uh, which was a really great-looking uh, um, streaming show, and I think that was on... Was that on HBO? No, it's HBO. Yeah. That um, that production designer that uh, that did the work on Chernobyl is is doing Andor, and um, I found I found that very uh, relieving. I think you're right. I think Andor has to be gritty. I think Andor has to have a certain look um, because it is going to be. I, I want them to continue. Um, I guess well, not continue, but I want them to kind of really showcase. Uh, the rebellion in that way. We've always, you know, we grew up thinking that the rebellion were the good guys, so absolutely, and the and the bad guys were were you know with the empire. And I think it's um, I think it's kind of cool that we're getting this uh, this little gray area here with the rebellion, yeah. um, especially because obviously, you know, Brad, we did that uh, show way back when uh, yeah. on um, on Saw Gerrera. 
Yep. And we uh, we uh, picked apart his character and, um, you know, examined uh, some of his motivations. Um, you know, he was kind of a, a, a rogue uh, rebellion, um, you know, agent, which, uh, you know, did things to an extreme. And it's something that uh, the rebellion um, proper just did not like. They were not into that. And uh, I would love to see some sort of relationship between um, those types of rebellions, the rebels versus the the, the type of re re rebels that uh, that Mon Mothma, you know, is, is responsible for. I think there's 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 going to be such a great opportunity uh, for those two characters to mix it up a little bit. I'm uh, super stoked. Yeah, I think uh, the words I used were the Bin Laden of of the Rebel Alliance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, do we know if um, uh, General Draven is, uh, have they talked about him being on the show? I'm not sure. Cause I, I thought he did a lot of stuff under wraps. Yeah. Especially, I, especially Andor. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if that's on purpose or, or what, I mean, I guess it is with Disney, but, uh, I hope General Draven's cause I thought he was a really good, you know, everybody's saying, Hey, bring in, uh, you know, Galen Erso for questioning and for mm. testimony. Yeah. And he's like, kill that asshole. Um, so I, I hope, I, I hope General Draven is is on the show as well. That will uh, add some flavor to it as well. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned, and I know the chat has been uh, mentioning the uh, Ryan Johnson situation. Um, you know, I know Joker voice joked around about the word. You can't have this picture of and not say something about that. I mean, that is a that is a freaking beautiful picture right there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Who's uh? That's not Obi Wan over there, though, is it? Or, uh, that's no Obi Wan's. It's probably his stunt double. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old Hayden on stage sixteen. Yeah, it's a beautiful huh. uh, image. And obviously, Annie Leibovitz. I mean, she's been doing the Vanity Fair Star Wars uh, covers and and photo shoots for a long time. Um, who else has all of the other Vanity Fair um, Star Wars uh, issues? I, I've got them. In a box somewhere, I'm sure. Brad, I know you have a couple, no? Oh yeah, I, I definitely have some of those. So uh, let's. I know we're we're skipping around a little bit, and um, you know we'll we still got a few key points to talk about. But you know, one of the questions that's been thrown around uh, about the Obi Wan series, uh, it's it's the big question that we've been talking about. Um, you know, I was one of the first ones to say, oh, they're only going to show, you know, Anakin slash Darth Vader in flashbacks or something like mm, that. Yeah. But now, that you know, they've you know all but confirmed that they are fighting in this. You know, there is going to be a, you know, uh, Obi-Wan Darth oh, Vader yeah. fight scene in this. Does that muddle or, you know, muddy the waters as far as what was said on the Death Star in episode four, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Yeah. Um, it was assumed that was in reference to 20 years prior. Um, mm -hmm. Now does, you know, does now, I think this is what, 10 years. I think this is splitting the difference. Uh, yeah. of the, so does that lessen the impact of that line or what do Not you guys think? So, I don't think so. From, from, from what the article says, it looks like, and, and actually, this is another bright spot for the article for me, is when they're um, talking about uh, Chow and old, uh, Hayden Christensen talking um, and talking about how this is really going to define the dialogue in A New Hope. Like, they are taking the dialogue from A New Hope mm. and expounding on that in this series. So it seems like they're really going to pay attention 
to the canon of what was said, you know? And I, I think that some things are kind of left. It's, it's a little weird when you watch a new hope and, and Darth Vader's like, I haven't felt that presence since and he just trails off, you yeah. know? And it's just like, it's just left blanking. Everyone's like, Oh yeah. He's talking about when he cut his limbs to pieces and now he's, you know, but yeah, but not, I mean, dead, it's, blah, it was blah, left blah. open. It was left. It was, I mean, left, it was open. left open. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, this could add some depth because I don't know. I just, when you watch a new hope and obviously the prequels weren't completely fleshed out and written yet, we know that. And I think they can add some, some emotion, some more emotional impact to, to that relationship between Darth Vader and uh, Obi-Wan, not, not Anakin and Obi-Wan, but Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. I think it was even Kathleen who said it in the article about them having that relationship of brothers and, you know, yeah. that making it that much more powerful that every time these guys fight there, it's a sibling rivalry. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, that, that makes it that much more powerful. And, and that's I think, personally going to be one of my favorite things to see. I'm yeah. I'm so excited to see the interaction. Maybe, maybe not even the fighting. I think the fighting is going to be cool, but I just think sure. the interaction between these two characters is, is what's going to drive this thing for me. And I think, you know, we saw uh, their relationship develop in the Clone Wars series, the animated series, and that was all fine and well. But, you know, we've got Hayden coming back um, and Ewan McGregor yeah. coming back uh, to re replay these these iconic characters in the prequels. Um, I don't think we're ready for this. I think it's going to be an emotional <laughs> track. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, the, 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 these characters mean a lot to a lot of people that grew up in that era. Uh, you know, Blake, how old were you when the prequels came out? I was um, I was seven years old when uh, Phantom Menace came out. And yeah. I remember, man, the hype was as a kid, like all the new Star Wars stuff coming out. And it was it was cool to live in a time where Star Wars was coming out with new content when I was so young. I mean, I got those cool little, little lightsabers with the light up stuff in them. And I remember when the Darth Maul the microchip came out. Did you get the uh, microchip reader? Yep. I had the microchip reader. I had all that, had all the little, yeah, all the little figures that came with it. But yep. the, the Darth Maul lightsaber, I had that. I, I bought that from Walmart. That was amazing. That was so cool when that came out. I beat my cousins over the face with that so many times. <laughs> you can ask Grant if you're ever on door cords again. You can ask Grant about that. <laughs> <laughs> but see that's interesting because i was your age blake but during the original trilogy and right. obviously you know star you know we talked about it with jimmy mack everybody's got their own star wars that has brought them into the fandom um right. obviously the prequels uh are, are are one and uh just you know just really looking forward to it i i, I want to point out real fast and this will get somebody pissed off, but uh, Kathleen Kennedy is wearing Han Solo pants. See the blood stripes? Uh -oh. See the blood stripes? But, uh, like you it. know, on, on this picture here, one of my favorite parts, I think it was near the beginning of the article, was talking about Dave Filoni and John Favreau, uh, I guess, having, you know, having not worked together before. And they were both had ideas for a Mandalorian series um, that they were working on. And then uh, I think they said they set them up a play date were the, were the words they used in the article. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Can you yeah, imagine right. being in the room with John Favreau and Dave Filoni brainstorming? Yeah. Oh my God. That would have been ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That, that would have been powerful. Those, those guys, they have, they've put so much story out there that really just makes the movies better. I mean, Clone Wars, Rebels, 
the Mandalorian, I, their influence in the Star Wars universe is is it's felt. I mean, it's felt on a level uh, almost as, as much as George Lucas now. I mean, as much story and lore as they've put into the canon of Star Wars. And yeah. these two guys, man, are great. The Order 66 scenes from that last season of Clone Wars that they did. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Seeing that from another and seeing Ahsoka's <laughs> reaction to it and Darth Maul feeling it because Darth Maul saw it coming all along. Spoiler alert for if you if you're in this chat and you haven't seen that, that I don't know why you're in this chat. But yeah, uh, I mean those scenes seeing it from a different angle and then you know uh now we know that you know Yoda and uh Obi-Wan just slashed through every single clone that they saw on uh Coruscant. Meanwhile Ahsoka's like, I'm not killing these guys. Mm-hmm. It's not like, and then adding, like you said, Blake, adding all that to the lore of what, I mean, I always thought that Order 66 is one of the most poignant parts of yeah. all of the Star Wars saga. And uh, even now, like I hear the, the, the music playing, you know, and, uh, you know, Yoda dropping his, his cane and grabbing his heart. And, mm-hmm. and then they went and add all this stuff to it. Like, Holy cow, like they keep adding to that moment, and it's just uh, you know, one of the most terrifying. It's never too much, no, yeah, and it's never too much. I mean, you you think, well, you can play out a moment to death, and you just cannot play that moment to death the way that they're doing it. And I think you're right, Brad. I I like seeing Ahsoka say, Look, I'm not going to kill these guys, I served with them, they are my friends, they're my companions. It's not, it's not my way to do it. I think it's Mm -hmm. funny here because. Ahsoka is really more of a Jedi than the Jedi. <laughs> so, the one that the one sure. that left the order. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's another podcast, I'm sure. That <laughs> well, we, we oh. did the Ahsoka podcast a while ago, and yeah. you know, we, we, I mean, might be, at least might I admitted, be time for another one. Yeah, I mean, I could. Yeah, it might be. I, I admitted I couldn't stand her when I couldn't. I couldn't stand oh. the snips and Sky Guy stuff. <laughs> like it just made me cringe. And then, hands down, one of the best characters, and you know. Gotta wish he'd been trained by Qui Gon. Can you imagine that Jedi? That would have been oh, amazing. I agree. And um, how cool is it going to be? I think uh, you know the sequel trilogy obviously suffered from many things, but one of them was not having kind of a central uh, brain, a cohesive thread that uh, kind of took the story in a direction. Um, we've got Deborah Chow here directing all the episodes of Kenobi. And um, obviously, with this team here, it's uh, it's setting up to be something pretty special, something phenomenal. I hope. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, starting next week, we're going to be talking Kenobi on Saturdays, uh, Scarif Live. So uh, that is going to be exciting. I'm uh, biting my nails because uh, it's it's nerve wracking, man. Yeah, I'm six so six episodes <laughs> to tell the story now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I feel that everything that we've seen in these trailers has been, you know, early on. So I can't imagine what comes after. Um, really looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that silhouette back here again. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to the Inquisitors, man. Like I, I've, I always thought cool. that the, the order of the Inquisitors uh, was a brilliant concept. So I'm looking forward to seeing them on screen as well. Yeah. Speaking of Inquisitors, another thing that was brought up, uh, actor Rupert Friend said that he didn't watch anything with uh, with his character in it. 
Um, he didn't want it, I guess, his performance to be tainted. But what do you guys think about that? Because the Clone Wars, the animated series, obviously, that his character came from is the only, I guess, reference to that character. Obviously, we, ha we had seen other species in the in the prequels yeah. uh, of, of, of his, uh, his people, I guess. But uh, what do you guys think about the actor not wanting to, you know, infect his his performance? Um, do you think that uh, that was that's a good idea or uh, will it create further um, divide uh, of, of the fans that uh, want to see a particular aspect of this character, uh, obviously from knowing him from the animation? Yeah. So. The Grand Inquisitor, if I'm not mistaken, he's, and I hadn't seen Rebels in, in, a, in a little bit, but he's his presence is most felt in the first season. I think that's really the only season he's in. And while I wish we'd go back and watch it, I mean, come on, please. Like, it's, it's your character, man. I mean, this is who he's going to become. <laughs> um, we, we do know that he is a, um, he's a, he was a temple guard for the Jedi. We know that. Um, but he was, he was kind of a, um, he was a flat villain for me, I think in that first season of rebels. Now, I don't think that's an excuse to not go back and watch his, his character in rebels, but hopefully, hopefully John and Deborah Chow and, and, uh, Dave can, can get on it and just steer him right. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how much, well, I mean, this, if, Depends on who who else on the creative team. Uh, I think um, I'm not sure how much of an impact it's going to have on the show. I think his one actually his most important line was the one right before he died, uh, where he said, "I think there, there there are fates or there are things in this world worse than death." You know, very right. yeah cryptic, uh, dark thing, especially for a quote unquote kids show. Um, and the, the look in his eyes when he said there are things worse than death. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure that's going to be incorporated at all into this show, but um, I would think it'd be important to know that he, he said stuff like that uh, in sure. the show. Uh, and if I guess if he does a job, you know, if it's a job well done, then everybody's going to let that quote go. But yeah. uh, if, if he sucks at this or if that character falls flat, you know, he's going to regret, you know, not having watched he's they're gonna he's gonna catch hell for it later on yeah yeah, yeah i think the jedi of chicago in the comments said it said it best it, it, he says uh there it doesn't really bug me that he didn't watch them i just think he would have been better off keeping his mouth quiet about the whole thing yeah i agree like you, you go on screen and the grand inquisitor is this awesome character then no one's gonna care they're gonna be like oh whatever he said that quote but like brad was saying man if it if it if, if it, it goes bad hit. like yeah, they're gonna they're gonna rip it to shreds. <clears throat> yeah. uh, the Star Wars fandom are notorious for ripping things to shreds, even things that are good. I mean, <laughs> we, sure, we like chaos, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we wouldn't know what to talk about unless you know. I'm looking right. at the I'm looking at the monitors in this picture. Uh, there's a technician there holding um, a one of those silver balls that they um, measure reflection and stuff. Uh, um oh yeah. what did you guys think of um 
uh, two things. There is a new Volkswagen commercial that is uh, Kenobi centric, but it uh, it has uh, R2 and 3PO in it, and this has gotten the uh, the world buzzing as far as uh, does this hint that uh, our favorite droids are somehow going to be in this. So they got more screen time on there than they did in the whole single trilogy. <laughs> is what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What do you think? Uh, Are we going to, you know, and I, obviously Anthony Daniels uh, has been known uh, for playing 3PO in everything. He's in mm -hmm. the Legos. He's in, you know, he was in Rogue One. Um, I don't find it um, objectionable to see if uh, somehow they can kind of incorporate the droids in there. But it's almost like, um, and I don't want this to happen. I guess it's fun, but I don't want R2 and 3PO to be the Stan Lee of Star Wars, where Stan Lee is like pops up everywhere. Yeah. Um, if you know, again, if it, if it makes sense, uh, okay, it's really nice to, you know, kind of see them and, you know, getting back to the George Lucas quote that, um, he has said that star Wars is told from their perspective, R2 and 3PO. So it would kind of make sense and bring everything back, uh, to, you know, to, to, to that quote. Um, but, uh, what do you guys think? Are we going to see the droids in there because of, uh, or are we going to see a Volkswagen drive by? <laughs> well, if, if, if there's those, so what I would be excited about is if those droids are in it, then that might mean another Bell Organa. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I mean, Jimmy Smith, I think, loves playing Bell Organa. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, if you have those two droids, they're either working for him or for Leia, uh, you know, at that time. So I'd be, I mean, it, you know, from Rogue One, it doesn't sound like. Well, Bail Organa would have kept any communique that he had with Obi-Wan on the on the down low anyway. Right. Rogue One made it sound like he hadn't talked to him since episode three, but hey, I'm, I, I will always take a Bail Organa uh, or anybody from the Organa family uh, you know, cameo. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I'm with you, Ro. I don't want to see them throw. Oh, Jimmy Smith is confirmed. I, I didn't even know that. That is. Yeah, he is. Fantastic. Well, there you go. Yeah, he is confirmed. Yeah, he's Bill Organa is going to be in this series, I think, at, at least even a little bit. So it would make sense to see them. So I wouldn't be upset to see R2 and 3PO. That really hadn't crossed my mind at this point. I hadn't seen that commercial. I have to go look at it. Oh, yeah. It's um, really well done. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. If it makes sense, throw them in there. I, I like seeing callbacks to the originals and to the prequels, and they are the two most important droids in all of Star Wars. I mean, bar none. And going back to the Anthony Daniels thing, I don't think anyone can play 3PO but Anthony Daniels because I, I personally am a man of many voices. I like to do voices of different characters and, and this, that, and the other. And I, I cannot pin down a 3PO. I just can't. And his mannerisms, and it, he's so great at it. And mm -hmm. I... I don't know. I can't, I can't see anyone else doing it. So I'd love to see Anthony Daniels back as 3PO. Absolutely. One of my favorite uh, uh, interviews with him is where he said where he got the job originally, you know, he, he talks about having seen the, uh, the, uh, the concept art for C3PO and R2 up on the wall. Mm -hmm, and he said, yeah. he just, it just spoke to him. And uh, ever since then, he, like you said, he just, he is the voice. He yeah. Is. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we hope he never gets recast or, uh, or deep faked, but speaking, <laughs> speaking of, of uh, yeah, this other comment, uh, in the article by, uh, Kathleen Kennedy talking about, um, 
Solo and some lessons that they learned uh, from from the Solo film. Uh, what'd you guys think of that? It almost seems like uh, she threw Alden uh, no. under the bus. Much ado about nothing. All right. I mean, yeah. she, she, okay, so it's always weird hearing things coming from an executive. Well, it's, it's weird to hear a, a failure being admitted by an executive. She was, yeah. in my opinion, she, we all said this before Solo even came out that it's, it, you, it's Harrison Ford's character. Uh, it, you know, I texted you this the other day, Ro. You know, just Luke Skywalker belongs to Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Right? These these are you know, Leia is Carrie Fisher. You know, it, it, and it's it's no discredit to the another actor trying to play them. Um, they are just they're you know the word icon has has a meaning, right? They have become icons. So I don't see her as throwing him as an actor under the bus. I don't think that she, um, you know, is blaming him um, for the for the failure there. She just she's just saying, hey, that idea that we had didn't work. So you can see yeah. how they changed that with the deep fake technology, with using Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker and and the men, and and that turned out great. Um, yeah, people so, are nuts. No, it's so. You know, they could have expounded, I think, a little bit more in that area of the article. Obviously, there were so many things that went wrong with the solo movie. Um, you know, changing directions, what? Yeah. Over 75% done changing directions. I think it was over 90% done right. changing directions, yeah. uh, changing directors, the timing of it, uh, which was what shortly after episode eight, I believe, uh, just uh, five months. After that came out, the timing was was off on it. Um, everything they they could have gone into more of that, but I think she was stating the obvious in this case. I'm you know no uh, lover of Kathleen Kennedy and how she runs things, but yeah. in this case, I, I I think it's bogus to say she's throwing him under the bus. Yeah, I'm with Brad on this one. Uh, I really am. I don't I don't think she's really throwing him under the bus. Uh, I think she's kind of like just saying, hey, it, it didn't work out. And the Jedi of Chicago, uh, me and the Jedi of Chicago are are going to be friends because it's another quote, uh, another comment. Um, Solo isn't a bad movie. It's just a story that we really didn't need to be told. My problem with Solo is that I love the mystery behind Han Solo. Yeah. And of course, if you read Legends and stuff, they flesh that out. It's a whole different thing. But in A New Hope, when you meet Han Solo, you know, he's got the, uh, you know, the uh, Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. He's got the... I've been everywhere and done everything, man. That kind of attitude. Like he's just a bad dude. Like he's cool. And a part of that coolness is the mystique is the, like, we don't know what really happened. That is part of what makes Han Solo an awesome character. And I wish they, I don't know. I I don't think it's a bad movie, but there's some things I wish they would leave left untold. Yeah, I think so. Can you, and uh, Ro, can you pull up Dave's comment there? Because uh, you and I actually talked about this, uh, you know, a couple of days ago. Um, so I wasn't a big fan of uh, Lando. I mean, I thought, you know, he did. Uh, uh, Glover did a, a decent job at Lando. Um, yeah. But uh, there are just a few cases uh, on on the three that you mentioned. Obviously, you McGregor, 
has made Obi-Wan his character. I, I got nothing for you. Like he just freaking nailed yeah. it from episode one to, to present. Um, Mon Mothma, she's done, I mean, she's done an amazing yeah. job. But the, the character but Mon that Mothma, they, I was Mothma just going we'll, we'll to say, for five seconds. well, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Jan Dodonna, I did not like who they casted for him in Rogue One. It didn't even look like, it didn't even look like him. Um, yeah. So I think they did a poor job on that. But what were you saying about Mon Mothma? Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, Mon Mothma's in the movie for a few minutes. I mean, I, don't, I would, I wouldn't yeah. consider her a legacy character. You know, I'm out, she's in the movie. It's like saying, "Oh yeah, I mean that." Um, the uh, the guys in the bar in A New Hope. Um, I can't think of their name right now. Uh, the guys who uh, Obi Wan cuts off his arm in the bar. Oh yeah, if they recast those, I'm never watching the movies again. Like that's <laughs> dumb. Like my Mothma's in the movie for maybe a minute and a half, talking about the Bonthans and how much they sacrificed. That was it. So I mean, recasting her, whatever. But you know, the, you know, they, they recast her with somebody younger to play her yeah. at that time. And I think yeah. I think uh, Genevieve uh, forgot the last name. I think she did marvelous. I think she did great. Um, it it she it looks does, sounds like her. Yeah, it does sound like they they kind of went back in time and grabbed her from the world between worlds and brought her into the present to to shoot this stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, and she guys, became a, a a fan favorite. Yeah, and then and Danny yeah. like it like and, and Blake's really saying it here. Um, it's it's not really the acting of the recasting. It's we didn't need this story to begin with. Um, that's the you know you're, where he went with the old western theme, right? The Star Wars was supposed to be a western romance set in space, uh, you know, yeah. and when you have a character like like Solo, a guy who shoots first and maybe doesn't even ask a question later, um, the point is you're not supposed to have their backstory. You're supposed to get their backstory from little tidbits, things people say mm -hmm. around them, and maybe those even conflict with each other. Maybe, they, you know, and so you don't know which one's their real yeah. history. Um, and that's the kind of character, you know, we didn't, we didn't need that. Um, so yeah, yeah. I don't think it's any discredit to any of the actors in that movie. I think they did the best job with what they were handed. Sure, sure. No, I like what you said there, Brad. I mean, because yeah, we get we get uh, Han Solo's backstory from himself, where he says, "I did this and this." Haven't you ever heard the Millennium Falcon? Blah blah blah. And then we get kind of Lando's side of it, where you know he he's just a scum buddy of his from back in the day. And then you kind of get, oh yeah, dude, they were just they were just running spice and doing whatever back in the day. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I have, uh, I'm going to push back a little bit because I, I see this argument um, often. It's a story we didn't need to be told. Um, but as a Star Wars fan and um, as someone who loves these legacy characters, I, I, I would love to see as much as I can. I mean, hell, I you know, the, the guy that runs out on Bespin um, in Empire Strikes Back holding the ice cream maker, I want a series on him. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> I mean, but the, but the point, the, the, point back. the the point I'm I'm making is um, I don't understand the argument. That's a story I didn't need to be. It didn't need to be told. It I mean, I think the character like, like a yeah. villain. Yeah, like you, but you, you can. I mean, you can still do it. You, you can still you can still present it in a way. Like you said, if 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 somehow the story was not as. Um, 
and I can totally understand. Solo's got that weird thing with the Imperial officer. Who are your people? I'm I'm alone. Okay, Solo. Well, and that's just poor writing. Th- that that you was know, kind of goofy. But, um, you know, like I, I see it in the chat, you know, Solo was not a bad movie um, overall. There are worse Star Wars movies. It's one of my son's favorite movies. I mean, it, it, yeah. there's there's a niche for yeah. it. Yeah. But, yeah. And what, you know, would I love to see another Solo? I mean, I think the uh, article kind of dispels the rumor that we probably won't see another Solo anytime soon. So bye-bye to the hashtag. What was that hashtag? Make another Solo also as well, too. <laughs> yes. Whatever. Yes. Dave Solo or something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's tragic. I, I would love to see another um solo movie something that uh, picks up at the end of this where he you know he's talking about going to seeing a guy about a job i mean solo is yeah. an interesting character when you put it uh, when you put him in the confines of his uh smuggling of his uh you know his criminal activity uh avoiding the empire and maybe helping out uh you know one or two people along the way i think that's what makes yeah. solo such a uh, that's one of the things that makes Solo such an interesting uh, thing. And, and just, they, oh, I was just going to say, I I don't know what it is about Solo, because like you said, I love learning about all these other characters or background. Like Obi-Wan, I'd love to see everything Obi-Wan, when, I, when the Legends went into Obi-Wan <laughs> and kind of picked up like he was a he was a Padawan that failed and no one wanted him and Qui-Gon too. I loved all that stuff, but there's just something about Solo, man. Something about Han Solo that I like the mystery around him. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it's just me, I guess. And I guess Brad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, and that's if, fine. If you look at the yeah. comments of all the other characters uh, about Solo, he's not even that good of a smuggler. I mean, so... <laughs> He uh, he drops his load a lot uh, around the around the galaxy, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and uh, you know he owes the guys money in, in episode seven and everything else. So I mean, I'm I'm, just, yeah. I'm trying to get some hate. I haven't been hated on in Twitter in a while, so I'm just trying to get some hate. Solo wasn't a very. Now good I would really like to. S- I really would like to see like a mall story, like where he's running um, Crimson Dawn and all that. That'd be neat. Uh, maybe animated or something. I'd like I mean, to that, see, see him running a, his crime organization. That is the bad thing about this in general. Um, we got a really nice cliffhanger that mm-hmm. we're not going to see explored in, in, in a subsequent film. I mean, obviously we got comic books afterwards and, Bounty Hunters, the tale of the Bounty Hunters came out and the Crimson Dawn, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, it's a shame that we won't see it anytime soon uh, in movie form, because I think um, I think if if Solo, if that first story, if that first movie was something that was a story that we didn't need, I think uh, Solo Part 2 and 3 would definitely have been structured as a story we'd like to see at least. So yeah. it's just it's too bad. And obviously, you know, um, there are other factors like uh, Brad, like you mentioned, that uh, that had uh, Solo kind of fighting for air there. Yeah. Um, you know, on I the mean, heels. It, was, it was a failure to launch from from the beginning, and just want to thank everybody in the chat. Did some really good conversation Absolutely. going on there, and, and Blake, oh, I even hadn't even thought about. Uh, you know, we had, we've talked about a live action underworld. Uh, type thing, but I hadn't even considered a, a an animated version of that. But seeing the basically the bounty hunter wars, or you know, uh, seeing the the huts and the uh, you know, crimson dawn going at it in, in animated format, I think that would be. I mean, Sam Whitward, 
Yeah, screaming, oh. screaming Kenobi every other episode. I mean, I'm uh, <laughs> for for no reason whatsoever. Uh, I'm I'm here for it. Kenobi, but you're in the ice cream uh, story story guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know the uh, definitely uh, some of the characters in in Solo. One thing that I did hear is that Solo was good. Um, people were really interested in the all the other characters not named Solo in the Solo movie. Yeah, um, and I I do find that um, I do find that truthful when it comes to my enjoyment of solo i didn't really enjoy alden as as han solo because like you said harrison ford is han solo but i think you right. know chewy really stole the show in, in this. favreau's character and that's the only one i liked in the, in the whole thing yeah he was, yeah. He was the coolest one in there um yeah so you know we got a train we got a space train heist Okay, um, yeah, we, so we got some that. we got some cool toys out of it. We got some cool black. Uh, we got we got that book of Boba Fett too. Merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess that that last part is uh, you know beyond the uh, controversy of Solo is moving on from the Skywalker saga, and are we ready to move on from the Skywalker saga? Um, yeah, another quote. Uh, I, I I think. Um, We've been kind of moving away from the Skywalker saga. I mean, you know, right after the sequel trilogy, we did get uh, those new books, uh, The High Republic. There was no Skywalker in that. And that was a big, big project for them, for uh, Star Wars publishing. Um, You know, we've got uh, The Mandalorian um, season one. There was no Skywalker in that. Um, You know. These uh, that that one that comment is uh is interesting. Um, I don't yeah. know where it's coming from. I think maybe, maybe starting from ground zero at this point, staying away from the Skywalker saga. But you know, we still ha- we still have Kenobi, and there's a Skywalker in that. Um, so I'm not yeah. really sure um what she means by that specifically. Hmm. I mean, I, I well, think the but point I- was, there's there, there's lots of stories. It's a big galaxy. Yeah. out there and there's lots of stories to tell um yeah. i'm okay with the skywalker saga being however many chapters uh, of a larger story there's still plenty of mysteries of the force out there there's still plenty of star wars wars and the stars to to be had um but uh oh this is a good one from semper fi Unpopular opinion here, but really I don't is. want them to really ever fully move away from the Skywalker saga. I, mean, I can and, see it. I mean, somebody uh, somebody yeah. early on tweeted that uh, Star Wars is the Skywalker saga. But I think if you... How many more stories can we kind of jam-pack in this area, too? I mean... The, the, only, the only pushback I have on that is... I mean, read legends. I mean, a big part of it is the Skywalker saga. I mean, even up through the main part of it that people like to read or or, uh, about really the Skywalkers. But I mean, you have all the stuff that happens before the the Republic and the the opening days of the Republic, the the Sith back in the like when there was thousands of Sith and there was a Sith. There are so many stories to be told and legends kind of disproves that. I mean, people will read stuff that doesn't have anything to do without the Skywalkers. They'll watch stuff that has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. Um, I'm one of those people. I love the Skywalker saga. I, I like those characters, and of course, that's where it's all. That's where it all started. I mean, obviously, we're going to have an attachment to that. 
But there are other stories and other stories that can be told well and other stories that have done well. I mean, look at Revan. Look at Darth Bane. I mean, look at, mm. look at characters like that. Those are characters that are fan favorites. Um, even Thrawn really doesn't have much to do with the Skywalker saga other than Luke Skywalker fought him in the books. And now he really didn't have much to do with the Skywalkers in canon. So uh, there's a lot of material out there that we can move to that people will gravitate towards that has nothing to do with the Skywalker saga. Uh, so, yeah, I totally agree. Um, but, you know, Star Wars is um, a story about hope. And that hope, you know, just happens to be Luke Skywalker. It is yeah. the thread that, uh, you know, that goes along every Star Wars um, story, the for better or for worse. Um, but I think, you know, obviously it started with a new hope. I don't know where it's going to end up. Um, but yeah, uh, an interesting article. Nonetheless, we got some really interesting tidbits. Um, I think I took a lot more out of it because I picked apart some things and I was watching how other people interpreted, uh, some of the things that were said in the article, this very long article. If you haven't read it, uh, you know, head on over to vanityfair.com and, uh, check it out. Um, Final thoughts, because I know uh, right after us, uh, we got uh, the Dork Wars podcast that uh, hopefully everybody in the chat, uh, once we are done here, you guys head over to Dork Wars and the conversation will continue with Blake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, well, Dale just you know posted uh, Ray Palpatine Skywalker. Uh, I just want to <laughs> mention that I wrote an article years ago about how she was the uh, daughter uh, of uh, Luke and the granddaughter of Obi-Wan. Um, and that's the way it should have been from the very beginning. Would have made sense based off the vision she had in Episode 7. And then the Skywalker saga would have actually continued uh, if Rey was an Obi-Wan or a Kenobi Skywalker. Um, but uh, still, and we said at the top... Uh, Let's not take ourselves too seriously. I know we love our saga. I know that's why we're all here talking about it. I know that's why we're all chatting. All right, but let's not take ourselves. Do not have uh, row-level expectations oh uh, when you watch Obi-Wan for the first time. Just try to take a, take a deep breath and try to enjoy it as a piece of Star Wars fiction. It's going to be amazing. Just let, let it play out. Um I know some people have already probably chalked it up for a loss because it's it's Disney Plus, but that's okay. But uh, yeah, uh, just remember uh, Obi Wan comes out May twenty seventh, as does uh, Stranger Things uh, season four comes out the same day. You have all kinds of nerd shit to consume, so I mean, I mean, be entertained by. So just enjoy it. I'm gonna enjoy it, oh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Six days and uh, the following Saturday, you know, up until its end, uh, you know, Brad and I and uh, hopefully Shanti will uh, be on. Uh, we'd love to invite folks that aren't usually on camera with us. Um, maybe uh, somebody that doesn't podcast or create any content. We'd love to have you on camera uh, and talk about uh Kenobi when it comes out next Saturday we've got a couple of slots still open so why don't you um, I know we should I hold love auditions we should hold, we should hold auditions them, yeah right put videos on, on Twitter because <laughs> every time we try to get people to do stuff nobody ever nobody, does it but yeah. hey we'll try it again make a video for us <laughs> that's, why, 
That's why I just started, you know, mailing out random stickers and prizes. Oh, wait, wait. I mean, <laughs> can't give it away. Can't give it away. Yeah. Um, excellent. Um, guys, uh, everybody in the chat, you guys have been wonderful. This has been really, really great. Great conversation. If you have different thoughts about what we said tonight, uh, shoot us an email at uh, scarefscuttlebutt at gmail.com or send us a voicemail. We might be uh, able to use it in an upcoming show. Uh, the voicemail number on the Scarf Scuttlebutt hotline is 773-234-8659. Write it down. Put it in your favorites. And uh, I do want to do a special shout out to to uh, one of our followers, Mal the Wook. Um, he didn't want to. He or she did not want to come on the 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 show or the chat because uh, he thought uh, that we were going to do a whole bunch of uh, Kathleen Kennedy bashing. But I told him that we are not that type of podcast, and I hope we uh, demonstrated that tonight. Uh, we like to hashtag enjoy Star Wars responsibly and uh, just geek out with the stuff that we love. When uh, we cut ourselves, we bleed Star Wars. Isn't that right, Brad? That's okay, right. no. You know, I'm, I'm talking about drugs and cutting myself. What the hell is going on, man? <laughs> I do not condone any Don't of that. Don't forget your Excellent, excellent. Um, everybody in the chat, you guys have been wonderful. Uh, final thoughts? Brad, you want to take it away? What's going on here, man? Just a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by Sacriff Sweetener. <laughs> Nine out of ten Imperials use Sacriff in their calf, and so should you. And that's the scuttlebutt. And that's a reference that I misspelled the graphic in the YouTube. I, I said that's a scuttlebutt. Yeah. That's the end, bro. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs>